Greetings, Blazer Nation, and welcome to the UAB Collat Fam Podcast, your premier bi-monthly podcast for information on finance, accounting, and money. Brought to you by the Collat School of Business's UAB Department of Accounting and Finance and the Regents Institute for Financial Education. So, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Alright, and welcome back everyone to yet another episode of the UAB Collat Fam podcast. It is spring semester and we're glad to be back on campus with our eighth episode. Uh, getting over the holiday hangover and students and faculties getting are getting to a regular groove and uh, some are actually already longing for spring break, but uh, here at Collat, we're actually busy uh, here in accounting and finance because it is recruiting season. That's right. Uh, We're talking jobs. We're talking internships. We're talking volunteer opportunities. Uh, So although it may be cold outside, uh, it is hot with regard to the job search. So uh, we have today with us uh, one of our own, uh, our instructor here, uh, Mr. Daniel Sanabria. Uh, Mr. Sanabria uh, has been a member of UAB Collat faculty uh, here in accounting and finance. Uh, also, he has an extensive background uh, in executing trade futures, options, uh, various derivative products, including equities, commercial real estate, fixed income, and commodities. Uh, So he has quite a varied background, and we are glad to have his expertise here uh, as a part of our faculty. So today, what we're going to do uh, for our audience is talk about some of the activities that our department has been engaged in, uh, and more specifically, some of the activities and uh, recent acclaim that we've acquired uh, due to the efforts of Mr. Sanabria. So without further ado, we welcome Mr. Sanabria to the show. Uh, Mr. Sanabria, uh, being that you are now uh, and have been a member of UAB faculty for quite some time, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about your background uh, in financial asset management and also how you came to UAB as a member of faculty? Thank you, Samantha. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm originally from Madrid, Spain, and I came to the U.S. in 2002 to complete my studies in economics here at UAB. And uh, since graduation over the past 15 years, I've worked in different areas of the capital markets, ranging from intellectual property development for a private equity fund to trading operations and compliance areas of alternative asset management. And uh, in 2014, I decided to come back uh, to UAB uh, to complete my master's in uh, business administration. and. In that process, um, I was determined to extract as much value out of the, 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 the program, uh, so, which intended really to participate on extracurricular activities, um, you know, take advantage of resources that UAB may have, um, you know, Bloomberg terminals, licenses uh, to scholar publications, you know, in the library, um, organizations like Green and Gold Fund. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, while I was participating in the Green and Gold Fund, uh, I was uh, fortunate to lead a team of uh, four graduate students to second place in the uh, international markets competition that was sponsored by the largest derivatives exchange in the world, the CME Group. 
and uh, we participated amongst uh, 503 um, countries uh, representing 37 different, uh, 503 teams representing 37 different countries, and uh, and got second place there. You know, which uh, a, you know was a, a big accomplish, uh, accomplishment uh, from you know here from you know the Green and Gold Fund, and that unlocked several potential opportunities for me, uh, including the the opportunity to teach. Uh, uh, a course uh, substituting a professor that was uh, in leave, and that developed from you know just a substitute teacher to adjunct uh, instructor to um, visiting instructor and now full time instructor over here. So you know something that I, I very quickly fell in love with, and uh, you know, like four years later, I'm still here. Wow. And that sounds like such an amazing journey. And so something that I think we want to bring out is to talk a little bit more about some of these certifications that you yourself have taken advantage of, but Mm -hmm. also how you're introducing these same certifications uh, to our students here at Collat. So uh, I know earlier you mentioned the Bloomberg Terminal Certification uh, and I'm also aware that we have the Securities Industry Essentials exam. Uh, can you tell us more about these kind of certifications uh, as far as uh, what are they and how uh, do they make our students uh, more employable uh, and competitive in the job market? Okay, so from my experience, as a not, not, not so far, you know, like in the distant uh, MBA student, uh, you know, I took advantage of the Bloomberg Market Concepts exam, and uh, was fortunate enough to uh, be in the 95th percentile. Uh, you know, so we, you know, like, uh, obtained a really, really good grade there, and uh, and I started, you know, in a passive way, you know, just by being listed uh, as uh, one of the students that uh, took part of that. Uh, I started receiving offers from Deutsche Bank. Uh, I remember, like a. Uh, a family office that was based in the Cayman Islands, uh, you know, trying to contact me with job opportunities. So, so I, I'm encouraging of students taking the Bloomberg Market Concepts exams, uh, Market Essentials exam, uh, you know, as a way of, uh, you know, just developing the resume and, uh, you know, like establishing some resume line items. Uh, in terms of the SIE, uh, the Securities Industry Essentials exam, that's uh, one of the uh, re- the certifications offered by uh, FINRA, which is the regulator for the financial markets, ensuring that uh, uh, investors' assets are uh, remain, you know, uh, uh, assuring the integrity of these. And uh, in any field in which you're going to be in a position in which you're soliciting funds from prospective investors, you're going to have to have certain type of licenses. And those licenses tend to be sponsored by uh, some companies. So you have to be working for a company in order to be able to access those licenses. Uh, The benefit of the SIE is that you don't require sponsorship by an organization. So you can take it while you're a student, and it's an incredible resume line item that will differentiate you from other students uh, that are soon to be graduate that are applying for jobs in that wealth advisory 
um, uh, securities analysis, uh, uh, you know, uh, career paths. Um, uh, the, the other, the third certification, you know, that uh, that I'm, you know, very encouraging for the students is the CFA uh, uh, certification. That's a little bit more time consuming. Uh, you know, each one of the levels in the CFA, there's three levels. Each one involves up to 300 hours uh, of studying. And uh, and uh, we also uh, are fortunate that uh, we've established sort of like a conduit between the university uh, to be affiliated with, uh, with uh, a, a CFA Institute. And, uh, and we have up to six scholarships that we award on a yearly basis that are available for students to take the CFA level one. So I would welcome any student to uh, that is interested to partake in, in the CFA uh, to to come reach out, you know, to to me to uh, you know get some some more information. Now. Fantastic. And so, as we talk more about these certifications, like the CFA and the SIE, uh, I can't help but notice recently that our curriculum here in the accounting and finance department has actually adjusted to better prepare our students for those types of certifications. So within that and those types of opportunities, can you speak more to how employers uh, evaluate students uh, and candidates uh, with regard to these types of certifications? Sure, absolutely. Again, you know, it's all about your four years that you're involved in UAB as a student. It's sort of like setting you up for the rest 40 years of your life. So, uh, you know, while you're attending school and enjoying the four-year experience, uh, I always encourage students to make sure that uh, they're looking up and, you know, kind of like forming the, the shaping up their futures. And these are incredible line items uh, that, uh, that differentiate you. Uh, you know, employers uh, like to look at resumes that uh, not only have a good academic credentials, but they're focused almost more uh, on the extracurricular activities, demonstration that not just the 15 hours uh, that you were taking every semester, you know, on average, uh, you were incorporating some additional type of activities. And, you know, those uh, certifications that you may get access to, the uh, extracurricular activities that may involve, you know, your participation in student organizations, attending events, uh, going into conferences, uh, uh, you know, just just anything that can help you differentiate yourself from the rest of your peers, you know, is highly noted by employers. Now, something else that uh, we want to unpack is the fact that you mentioned earlier uh, during your time as a student. Uh, that you were a participant uh, with the Green and Gold Fund. And I find it interesting that you're currently uh, the primary advisor uh, for our UAB Green and Gold Fund, uh, which manages over $600,000 in real financial holdings. Uh, so can you talk more about Green and Gold and some of the skills that students learn within participating in that fund? Sure. T talk about being invested on something. No, I was a student here. You know, I, I was participating in this organization. I, I go out in my career, I come back, study again at UAB, get my master's, and then, you know, begin the, uh, teaching and also being part of the Green and Gold Fund. So obviously I'm biased and I'm very vested on the on the Green and Gold Fund, but uh, this is 
the way that the best way that I describe it is that you come to my classes or to finance courses to learn certain type of theories in portfolio management, and that Green and Gold Fund gives you real hands-on experience to apply some of the theories that you're learning in class in a real-world setting. And as you've mentioned, this is not play money. This is real in upwards of $600,000 that uh, students are making investments on. Wow. And so with that being the case and with all these investments and uh, these opportunities going out there for students, uh, also, I wanted to make note that you have also acted as advisor to our Financial Management Association chapter here at the Collat School of Business. And so with regard to the FMA and some of the strides that the FMA has made in making career information about finance careers more accessible to our students here, can you speak more to some of the things and accomplishments that the FMA has done as of late? Yes. Uh, so uh, FMA is a sister organization to the Green and Gold Fund. You know, Green and Gold Fund focuses on investments. FMA focuses on every single other area of the finance industry that is not contemplated by Green and Gold Fund. In a way, uh, uh, they are focused on bringing in industry professionals to speak about their own experiences in a particular field of finance uh, that will broaden the exposure for students that are attending those type of events. Uh, one of the major accomplishments, I, I would say, you know, leadership, uh, you know, uh, financial management association. It was run by uh, for the la over the last two years by uh, you know like a student uh, that over the last two years experienced enormous amount of growth in the interaction with the with the professionals that he was bringing as speakers. Uh, you know, just just being in that leadership position over and over for you know, like a two-year period. And, uh, and at the end of that two-year period, he recently was able to uh, get a, an offer and is currently in his second week at the job right now in uh, an institutional financial consultant, uh, which is uh, the only institutional financial consultant here in town uh, making advice or you're giving advice to uh, broad institutions like uh, hospitals, endowments, pensions, um, uh, about the the portfolio for uh, the investment portfolio of their endowment. Wow! Now, if you are referring to Mr. Henry Van Hannigan, uh, it's perfectly fine for us to call him out by name because for those of you who are in our audience checking out our podcast, you might want to go back and check out a couple of episodes ago when we had Henry featured on our podcast. At the time, he was just a student engaging, engaging in an internship. Uh, and now here, just weeks later, uh, we have this wonderful story. And Henry was one of the students, I believe, that was part of the FMA and one of the many students that you've been able to mentor into these types of opportunities. So uh, when we have uh, those case studies where we want to show the success of our students, uh, this is absolutely uh, one first and foremost. So the final topic uh, that I think we wanted to discuss was regarding internships. And with 
the fact that it's that time of year, students are going out there, getting ready for those spring and summer internships. Uh, what we would like to know is, as a student, from a student perspective, uh, approaching you as the internship coordinator, what are some of the things that students should be aware of in preparing to start that journey of seeking out an internship? It's uh, in, number one rule is you gotta start early. The job market is becoming very competitive, and uh, employers understand that. So uh, we have a list of local employers that are making offers to rising seniors one year in advance of their graduation, contingent on their graduating, but with a formal offer uh, that is uh, a guaranteed as long as you know you 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 complete your degree uh, one year in advance of preparing. In order to receive those type of offers, you must have participated in their internship program, which typically is applied for six months prior to commencing that internship, which going backwards means that if you're already a junior, you're a little bit late in the game for certain type of competitive programs. So not that you cannot get access to many more, and there's always backdoor gateways into highly competitive programs. But if you're doing it on, you know, just like the regular course, uh, you got to start early. You got to start early. I am very happy, very accessible <clears throat> to meet uh, uh, with any students. So, you know, I encourage anybody to look me up in the website for um, uh, internship coordination. And uh, I can, you know, sit down with anybody to, you know, just orient them in their internship progress. Fantastic. Well, uh, fantastic. Well, with that, uh, we want to definitely thank you, Mr. Sanabria, for joining us here on the Collat Fam po podcast. And also, uh, in closing, uh, we wanted to make sure to mention to our audience, uh, especially our students, don't forget to check out our various organizations affiliated with our accounting and finance department, uh, such as Beta Alpha Psi, uh, the Center for Public Trust, NABA, uh, and of course, naturally, our finance-related organizations, our UAB Financial Management Association, and our Green and Gold Fund. Lastly, for those out there interested in internships, don't forget to check out Handshake and our career services. And in addition, there are volunteer opportunities for internships out there. Uh, we even have our VITA, uh, Volunteer Income Tax uh, Assessment, in which we actually help prepare income taxes uh, for those folks out there in the community. So folks and students out there, those internships op opportunities are out there and readily available. So make sure that you are getting plugged in uh, and following those actual opportunities. So with that, I will close. And this is Savante Metcalf, your host, signing off. Uh, thank you very much for listening in. We want to thank the Regents Institute for Financial Education and also the UAB Collette School of Business, Department of Accounting and Finance. And peace out to the fam.